Welcome to the Radical Flow podcast. My name is Angela. Radical Flow is flow that's on a mission, and that mission is to create a much better reality for us all. Welcome to a special episode in our Conversations in Flow series. Today, we're joined by my very good friend and expert epigenetics coach, Jen Cloverdance. I first met Jen back about, oh, 2015. She and I converged in my sister's uh, naturopathic studio in the lobby, both looking at spaces that we could share our work. And the moment I laid eyes on Jen, I noticed that she had on this really fun outfit. It was kind of slightly bohemian, but more flowy and relaxed, kind of her own style, unique. And the minute that I saw her, I thought, oh, I need to know this person. And little did I know, at the same time, she was having the same experience. And so it wasn't too long after that where we started our friendship. Well, Jen and I, we have a deep love for raw, unfiltered conversation and really good coffee. And over the years, we've also really bonded through our work. Not only does our work focus on change and transformation by encouraging and supporting and leading other people through their changes, but our own lives are personally filled with a perpetual level of improvement that really drives us each day. Now today, Jen and I are going to embark into a conversation about change. What prompts change? What drives it? What's needed to you know, pull off a really important change in your life? And again, Jen and I love raw, unfiltered conversations, so we'll just see where it goes. So without any more chatting, Jen, welcome to the Radical Flow podcast. Thanks, Angela. I'm excited to be here. That was a um, nice uh, um, introduction. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, I'd love for you to share just a little bit more about your work, because I know there's going to be a lot of people that are interested. So can you give us a bit more of a breakdown of what kind of services you provide? What, where your heart's at with your work? Sure. So I've been in the health and fitness industry for about 15 years now personal training and nutrition was my main focus for uh, a lot of years. And now um, in the last couple of years, so three years, I would say, I really dove into the uh, epigenetic side of things. So using our own unique genetic blueprint to develop programs and plans and lifestyles that'll help shift you into your ultimate potential. So I'm kind of, like you said, uh, a self-improvement junkie. So I'm always well, that's a funny word, but I'm always looking for ways to improve myself and in doing so, um, ways to help other people improve their quality of life to be the best possible version of themselves. Hmm. I like the word junkie myself. I use yeah. it all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Transformational junkies. Yeah. I think there's yeah. a lot of us out there. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think so too. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. in your, in your life, you've had a lot of big transformation and I'm wondering if you'd feel comfortable to just share a little bit about your own story. Like what prompted you to move towards really good health? And, and just so listeners know, um, Jen is amazing. She is the, um, she's the living, walking, breathing example of really fine tuning your health, your fitness, your mindset, 
to, and to the blueprint of your DNA. She lives and breathes. She's the real deal. And I know per, Jen's story personally. So I know that there's, there's been some challenges along the way that really made, drove you toward changes and the ability to actually make changes. So I'd love if you would just share a little bit about that. Sure. Um, yeah, I'm pretty transparent about my journey because I find in sharing story um, and personal personal information that really helps to connect with others that are looking for the same. Um, about 18 years ago now, almost 18 years, 17 years ago, um, I quit drinking. So I'm a recovering alcoholic. And that was my first truthful um, <laughs> audit of my life. Like, what what am I doing here? I, I woke up one morning and I was like, enough is enough. I'm a mother. I, I want better for my daughter. Um, I want to feel better in my body. I want to live a long time. Um, so those were things as you're laying there, you know, feeling sorry for yourself after what you've put your body through that started to prompt the change in me where I realized um, I can no longer do things the way I'm doing it. Um, it was not easy and it did not happen overnight. It was, um, you know, every morning, well, AA has a saying that I apply to everything. It's just one day at a time. So every morning I was like, today I'm just committed to doing what it takes to stay sober. And that was the main focus for a long, a long period of time. And then I started like, okay, so I'm sober. So what do I want to bring into my life? Uh, some fitness, some nourishing food. And that, that essentially led me into the career that I'm in now. Um, so that was the biggest, biggest pivotal moment. Um, and also taught me a lot about change, um, about um, settling into the uncomfortable bits, just as, as it's, it's not easy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, I have to pause there for a second, because I'm losing my train of thought. But essentially, that was the, the, the turning point. Wow. You know, that's a, that's a big one, because you're talking about physical physical entrainment to, you know, the substance of alcohol, physical mm -hmm. addictions are really mm -hmm. tricky to bust. Mm -hmm. And, and I, you know, I loved how you talked about, you know, that first really getting down to looking hard at yourself kind of audit. And, and it's really true. Change really starts with getting real with self and being able to see the truth of what's going on. And that's really hard for people. Mm -hmm. It's really hard for people in your work. You deal with people all the time who are coming to you to make significant changes and specifically with their health and well-being, whether it be weight or performance or, you know, all different kinds of things. What do you mm -hmm. see is the driver for people who are, who come to you? What do you see when they come through your door? Well, it, I mean, typically they're at their most vulnerable because they are recognizing that something needs to change in their life, um, that what they're doing is no longer working, um, whether it's to, you know, take your sports to the next level or completely overhaul your life. And, you know, I, I mean, I work with people that are high level athletes to people that need uh, upwards of a hundred pounds to lose. Um, so what I typically see it as a, like such a beautiful first step is that rawness, that vulnerability, the emotion that comes up with, um, 
getting to to the the root of it like you know and I I always ask like why like do you even know your why why would you want to um invest in this program to develop your your health like we have to start with our why and our values like what's important to you um quite often the driving factor is you know um being healthy for my family. I have little kids. I want to see them grow up. I want to be the best version of myself. Um, what I typically see though, is they want it now. Um, I want it to happen right. now. So the patience required beyond the first step is, is the hiccup. It's, it's when I start talking, okay, where do you want to be in a year and the, a year <laughs> where do I want to be in two years? two years. Um, right. There, this is the hiccup. <laughs> right. I know in my own work too, I see the same thing. People come in to do coaching and learn how to flow and, you know, learn how to, how to settle their nervous systems because they feel like they're out of control or they're stuck in a rut and they, you know, they want to get back going again, or they want to get focused or clear. There's something about their life that is so unsatisfactory that they're no longer willing to stay there. Mm-hmm. And yet being stuck in a loop, whether it be biological, like we were talking about earlier, or whether it's a mindset loop, or, you know, it ends up being both in the end anyway, can be mm-hmm. really tricky to, to get out. So once your clients have kind of downloaded, you know, this is, you know, this is my story. This is why I'm here. This is what I really want being really vulnerable and raw and real. What, what sort of is the next step for them? The the next step. Well, (laughs) usually what happens is I, it's these comments come out of it. I know it's easy for you because this is what you do all the time. So it's hard for me. I wish I had your willpower. Um, (laughs) Those are conversations that start to happen. And I'm like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to pause you for a second because just like, you know, every habit, um, they're hard to break because they come naturally to us. So this has become, you know, living in this lifestyle now has become natural. It's, it's just, I don't have to think about that anymore. Um, so this is typically where I'm steering people towards. I'm like, well, you know, I'll use the alcohol, for example, 17, 18 years later, it's automatic. I don't even think about it. I don't, I don't, I don't have to plan to go out and not drink. Um, the first five years I did have to plan to go out and not drink. Um, now, you know, with my health and fitness, it's not, um, it's not a chore for me to get up at 5am and get my workout done because I know the benefit of what's going to come for the rest of my day or to have my food prepped or to have all these things. Um, they, people want things now and they want it to be easy, but it, it's not easy until it is. If that, if that makes right. sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I'd come across that post we were talking about on social media a while back where Warren Buffett was talking about creating new habits. And mm-hmm. he said, you know, it takes 21 days to start a habit, mm-hmm. 12 weeks to get yourself in the groove of the habit, mm-hmm. six months to lock mm-hmm. it down. Yep. one year to crave it and two mm-hmm. plus years to make it part of your identity. And so, yeah. you know, the idea of patience and looking at it for more time, I, I can get that. And mm-hmm. well, I've been a client of yours. So you, you also know, mm-hmm. I walked yeah. in and went, what a year <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want, yeah. you know, I want it now. 
So yes. it's, it's pretty, pretty natural human nature to want things now. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's, it's reframing that, you know, do I think people think of discipline as, as punishment. Like if I have more discipline in my life, I'm not going to feel as free. Um, but doing what you want all the time is, <laughs> isn't really freedom either. You know, um, we can use getting up early in the morning as an example. Um, the alarm goes off and I mean, yeah, I'd rather snuggle in bed with my puppy and, and stay under the cozy blankets too. Um, but in, <laughs> in doing so, I will lose my workout time. I will lose time in the day. I, I mean, <sighs> developing discipline helps us like helps us in moving forward the discipline to do the to do the work <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. agreed and you know one thing that I've noticed like and so just so listeners know uh Jen and I had a conversation a uh, probably a month or two ago maybe longer mm-hmm. and where we were just really having a raw kind of personal out loud self audit of the goals and whatnot that we've been wanting to work on that we're having a little mm-hmm. more struggle mm-hmm. with yeah and so we decided to create a program called Developing Discipline, which we'll tell you a little bit more in a bit here. But what I notice is that the more times that I don't follow through on the goals that are struggling, and we created mm-hmm. a word struggling yes. too, because that's fun. That um, the more that I don't follow through on those, the more my own self-esteem drops. You know, the more that I it's harder for me to do it because I continue to let myself down. It's true. Yeah. And I mean, there's uh, some chemical, like some re- biological reasons, you know, when you make, like when I go to bed at night and I say, I'm going to get up at 5am and get my workout done and my alarm goes off and I jump out of bed and I go do my workout. I get a huge dopamine rush. Dopamine's that neurotransmitter that sense reward and satisfaction with life but I get a huge hit of dopamine right off the bat just by keeping that commitment to myself so if you think of that on the inverse like if I didn't if I didn't well yeah there's going to be some chemicals in my brain that are actually going to make me feel worse right (laughs) yeah right absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah and it and you know like anything you know, just like we talked about the list of how long it takes to create habits, Mm -hmm. you can create the habit of letting yourself down just as easily as you can create the habit of meeting your commitments. And so, you know, for a lot of us, we look at, you know, some of the changes we need to make in our lives, you know, and these could be all kinds of changes, you know, changes, you know, like, managing and saving money or making money changes like, you know, weight gain, muscle loss, like there's any Mm -hmm. gambit of change that you want to make. The longer that you resist taking action on the change, the harder it gets because the more the habit of not doing it becomes stronger. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I think from what I hear from my clients and, you know, what I'm personally experiencing, there's an upsurge right now in the energy where people are really looking at how life is rolling out. And they're saying, no, mm-hmm. I don't want to settle anymore to feel like this. I don't want to be anxious. I don't want to be worried. I don't want to be overwhelmed and fatigued. I don't want to be ruled by my fears or addictions. I don't, you know, I don't want to feel energyless and unmotivated. I want to actually create the life I want. 
and, and yet there's, there's all this to now face. And it's exciting to think that there is this upsurge of energy of people who are now ready to take a good, hard look in the mirror and do that, you know, get real audit. You know, what, what do I, what's really going on for me? What's working? What's not? What do I need to change? Right? Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I'm seeing that with all of my clients. Um, they're recognizing that it, it's that piece that needs the work. And yeah, it does. It translates into every area. Of, like I, my habits for health and fitness are automatic now. It just, it is, it is ingrained. But my habits with finances and money are also automatic and ingrained and they are not getting me where I want to go. So right. currently I'm in the middle of doing a, an audit on myself and my relationship with money and seeing, you know, I am going to apply the same principles I did for quitting drinking and becoming, you know, a healthy fit person to my finances. And it's going to be hard. It's going to be struggling. And I know that. Um, so of course there's some resistance here and, you know, I, I, share that with my clients. I mean, yes, there's these areas of my life are automatic right now too, but that doesn't mean I can't relate to you with other areas that I struggle in. Like, you know, your, your strengths could be my weaknesses. Right. It's so true. You know, we're all different, but we're all the same. Mm -hmm. We all have those flowy, easy things that we do. And we all have the struggly things we do. Mm -hmm. I know for me, it's the eating, right? You know, I was Mm -hmm. doing really good and then I'm not, and then, you know, Netflix and snacks and, you know, (laughs) you get into these patterns and habits and next thing you know, you've got pounds and pounds on the body. And Mm -hmm. for me, you know, I'm nearing 60, right? couple, Mm -hmm. about two and a half years, I'll be 60. And I want, for me, I want to use that two plus years to make eating for health and vitality, my norm. Mm I, I will, I'm really grateful for the experience I've had with the weight because it's made me realize you know, all the programming and conditioning we have about our body and how it looks, well, it's in there. And so Mm -hmm. I've had to face that. I've had to meet myself as that's rising in me. And I'm now at a point where I'm ready to let go of all that old conditioning. And instead of making the shifts so I can look a certain way, Mm -hmm. I want to make the shifts for my long-term vitality. I want to be able to you know, do anything I want and move and bend and, you know, feel my best all the time. And so, you know, again, the getting real, I, I did the same thing you're talking about. I did a really deep personal audit on my life and what's, what's mattering to me. And I'm now leaning into the two and a half years, knowing that that's going to be a continuity that by the time I hit the two and a half years, it'll be part of who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, you know, you're very, very connected to the why now. And I, I mean, I, it's okay to have an outward why, like I want to fit a size nine again, or whatever it is. But that mm-hmm. deeper why I, I'm guessing is also attached to, to your values, which will, will carry you forward as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is. And, you know, experience too, when you're a person who 
is dealing with, with a struggly habit, Mm -hmm. you, you know, it's not a straight line. You know, there's times when you've really mastered overcoming it. And there's times when you're back in and it's running your life. And so you have a bit of an idea of what it feels like to feel good. Mm -hmm. And then you have an idea of what it feels like to not feel good. What I always, what I always find most remarkable is that when you, when you start back toward better habits, that's when you realize that you actually didn't feel that good Mm -hmm. in your habit, but it was so uniform that you didn't notice. Yeah. You don't know how good you can feel or how bad you're feeling till you feel good or vice versa. However, that saying goes. (laughs) Exactly. Totally. Yeah. Totally agree. Totally Mm -hmm. agree. So not only do people, you know, do we start change by getting real and facing the truth of what's really going on. And like you said, um, you know, really connecting to your why and your values Mm -hmm. about what's important so that your why is anchored in your pillars of truth, basically in your foundation. Mm -hmm. But then it's really optimal to get smart about it, to learn, you know, to really make a game plan. So Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about how you educate your clients. So, I mean, the smart goals are tried, tested and true, you know, what, you know, we, we really just get connected to like, it's almost like stepping into the life as if it has already happened. So, you know, becoming like, what does it feel like, taste like, smell like, what, what does it feel like when you wake up in the morning and you're hundred pounds lighter? Or for me, what does it feel like when I wake up? in the morning and I don't have to stress about the number in in the bank account for my future. Just like really connecting in to that feeling as if it's already happened and making sure it's a realistic goal. Losing a hundred pounds in a month is not realistic. And that's where, you know, having um, a coach or a sounding board or like a community of people that are like, okay, well, um, you know, is there action steps that are going to help you lose hundred pounds in a month? No, you know, so things, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I find also in the work I do, I do a lot of educating around mm-hmm. how we function as a human and yes. how habits, what are the mechanics of habits and, and really teaching people to be able to step back and look at themselves more objectively. So we can drop that self-blame, self-judgment. Yeah. Or the, you know, being perpetually in our own excuses and our, you know, maybe an external blame or, or projection onto why we're stuck in our patterns to really be able to face ourselves without that feeling that our, our inner self is going to annihilate us. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. we are so hard on ourselves Mm -hmm. and when you can step back and have a really clear look at what's actually happening, like, why are we the way we are? you realize that it's not really your fault, but Mm -hmm. it is your opportunity to be responsible, meaning you're you're able to respond to this now and make shifts. And so, you know, the educating, again, learning, well, that induces the dopamine you were talking about. Mm -hmm. So people already start to feel good. Now I know Mm -hmm. you you teach nutrition classes, you teach epigenetics. Um, Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay. so. Epigenetic, our thoughts, uh, the air we breathe, the people we hang out with, the food we eat, how much sleep we get. We actually can influence every aspect of our human being 
<laughs> from a genetic standpoint. Um, it's, it's hardwired in us to live ultimately. We just have to connect into it. So that is the, the epigenetics is literally, I look right at your DNA. And from there, we, you know, develop a plan to, to optimize every area of your life so you can be the best human possible. And nutrition is so powerful. I mean, nutrition is at, is at the base of everything from mood to sleep to energy. We can really, really, I mean, it's, it's so simple. It's hard. It's, it's everything we, we do. I just, for me, I, I'm fascinated um, by nutrition and nutrigenomics, which is using nutrients to um, influence the expression of your genes. Um, it, it's, it's super impactful and fascinating to me. Totally. Um, you know, and I love, one of the things I love about you is your geekiness because you love love science and I (laughs) I love science and you love research and I love hearing about your research. Yeah. 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 No, I do. Yeah. I am definitely a professional student as well. (laughs) Yeah. The, the epigenetics is so fascinating, like you said, because, Mm -hmm. you know, if you think about the environment that you place yourself in and then what Mm -hmm. you add to the environment, you Mm -hmm. know, through your mind and your actions and your emotions and stuff as well, you realize that it really does matter to make a good environment for self. You know, if, if, if like you say, you know, nutrition and supplementation and sleep and exercise and, and, you know, who you hang out with and, you know, Mm -hmm. they say they, who you hang out with, you become right. Mm -hmm. And You know, if you can tweak those things, you're actually switching on and off genetic codes, yes. right? Yes. A thousand times. Yes. <laughs> so we're, we have so much power. Um, and what I appreciate about your coaching is, I mean, breath and mindset uh, are just as impactful as nutrition. Um, right. So combining all of those things is, is typically, not typically, is where I head all my clients. I'm like, okay, you know, but these are, these are things we can all work on. Right. Because when a person can become conscious or, you know, I know that's a new agey word. Some people Mm -hmm. get triggered by, but when a person can become aware and with themselves in the moment, then you're, Mm -hmm. you actually start self-regulating your nervous system. And when you learn Mm -hmm. tools like, you know, how to manage your breath, well, breath can shift your nervous system in a second. Uh And of course we know that breath also shifts body. And when you shift your body, you shift your state of being. And when you shift your state of being, you, you shift how you show up, what thoughts you think, and which Uh then drives your next breath. And so Uh it's so key to understand the fundamentals of how you operate, because it's, it's like a breath of fresh air to learn why things are happening so that you Uh can then make a game plan as to how are you going to get from where you are to where you want to be? And so, you know, not only are people getting real with that truthful self-audit, they're and getting smart by learning about themselves and what is their habit made of and why has it got them hooked or mm-hmm. why is it hard to shift, but to get really clear, mm-hmm. where do you actually want to go? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't yeah. know about you, but a lot of my clients sometimes come in really 
really addicted to the what's wrong and unable mm-hmm. to even see what could be possible. Yeah. Do you find yeah. that? I do. I do. And I mean, I mean, we're hardwired to, to focus on the negative. I think um, it's easier to see that than to see what's going, what's going right. Um, and to tap into that and keep that momentum going. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. It's, you know, it takes that part of that get real process to, to when you're heading into getting clear to being able to see, you know, again, through educating how we operate, that Mm -hmm. you can't actually make the change if you stay fixated on the problems and the excuses and the reasons why you can't and who got in your way and, Mm -hmm. you know, what's missing. You Mm -hmm. you can't get to where you want to go if your focus stays there. It's, Mm -hmm. It's hard to watch sometimes because people can be so entrenched in it and it's a personal timing thing. You know, you have to reach that kind of pivot point in yourself where you're you're no longer willing to stay in the pattern you know like you explained with you know 17 years ago with the alcohol Mm -hmm. what was that moment like for you that pivot the pivot Mm -hmm. scary as hell Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was yeah scary as fuck (laughs) okay anyway um when in that moment when you you know you can no longer continue on the way that you are. It, it's scary, but it's exciting. I don't know. Fear and excitement feel the same in your body. So it was, uh, you know, be, be, you can, both things can be true. I was fearful and I was excited because I was like, I have no idea what it's going to look like moving forward, um, but I'm excited about it. Uh, mm-hmm. I can use a, another analogy to like, I'm a big mountain biker. Um, and since meeting my husband 10 years ago, he's really taking me to the next level. And we were in Golden and we were coming down the mountain, which I was getting comfortable with the downhilling. And we came to a bridge and he was like, so the bridge is kind of on an angle and it's over this big gully. And, and he said, look where you, you want to go, not where you don't want to go, or you'll go there. So I was like, okay. So I looked down because I was like, holy fuck, I'm going to hurt myself if I fall down. And I, I, I did. I went to the bridge and it hurt. Ouch. <laughs> it hurt. <laughs> and then I got off, up out of the gully and I, you know, kind of assessed the situation. And I was like, okay, I have an opportunity here to try this again right now or never do a bridge ever again. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> We went back, back up the mountain and I came for, and I followed him really, really closely. And all he did was look at his tire. So thankfully he didn't go off. (laughs) (laughs) But I followed him and then I was like, okay, I need to do it again. And I did it again. And then I need to do it without you. And I did it without him. And then that was the memory I chose to take forward versus, um, you know, driving off the bridge. The reason I'm saying that is because where our focus is, is where, where we go and we need to be forward focusing, (laughs) Um, whether it's more so when it's something new. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's so true. And, you know, it's challenging right now in our society, the way it is. And, you know, you people get up, they go to work, 
Mm-hmm. They come home, they eat, they maybe watch TV, Netflix, do what they're doing. They get back into mm-hmm. these kind of treadmilly loops and mm-hmm. everything around them is filled with, you know, fear inducing messages, mm-hmm. uh, food advertisements, you know, like there's, 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 you know, so many ways in which to get you stuck, keep you stuck in what you're mm-hmm. doing that it's, it's really takes that, that pivot moment of personal shift where you're like, no. Yeah. No, I need to make a shift and I want to focus forward. And I agree with you. There is an excitement in that moment, mm-hmm. a really deep excitement. Mm-hmm. I've hit that pivot many times in my life and mm-hmm. I watch clients hit that pivot. Mm-hmm. Really powerful. Getting yeah. to that pivot point takes work. Yes. Right. Yes. It does. I mean, it, it takes experience. It takes you know, like in the example you gave with the drinking, I mean, how mm-hmm. many mornings did you wake up feeling like you felt before you hit that morning? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I wanted, if I'm being honest, at 16 years old, I was already like, okay, I don't want this. But if that's not when I, that's not when the change happened. Let's put it that way. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, again, it's where people, you know, like we both encourage our clients to let go of what's already happened, because Mm -hmm. what has happened is what gets us to the moment of wanting to change. And that's where coaching comes in, because a coach can really help, you know, support you as you're kind of wobbly until you hit Mm -hmm. your pivot where the flow is easy. The flow takes you then the momentum's already there. And in a way, you know, discipline is a bridge between the struggle and getting into flow with the new habit. Oh, I mean, we need a little bit of like discipline to make sense of the chaos or a little bit of order to make sense of the chaos. That's going to come in your mind when you are on a, on a new path, a new trail. It's like, uh, I, you know, all your senses are heightened. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Right. And resilience, right? It builds yeah. resilience when you can overcome your own internal nature to stop or quit or give up or, you know, mm-hmm. um, just stay comfortable, right? When you can, you know, push yourself through that discomfort and, you know, succeed through what you want to do. I mean, in your story of the bike and the bridge, mm-hmm. I mean, look at how you deliberately went after that and after that mm-hmm. and after that to build your own risk resilience in scary, mm-hmm. scary shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's not always going to be easy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with and- drinking too, if we go back to that example in the beginning, I was, I was driving an hour three to five times a week for like AA meetings. And I was doing the reading every day. And I mean, it, it, it took, effort in the beginning and commitment to that you know when you have lots of other people in your life and we all do I mean I see it in nutrition too you go to make change and 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 people around you get uncomfortable with that because now they're looking at their own life like well if if that's bad for them is it bad for me or are they going to make me change (laughs) it's like so many things that come up 
That's really a good point. And, you know, we all generally live with people, right? And mm-hmm. so when we start making improvements in our life, it does kind of trigger an upset in the energy. People mm-hmm. get accustomed to everybody reads their script and does their yeah. thing. And it's kind of this normal state. And so, yeah. you know, it, again, it takes a lot of compassion for the other people around you and what they're mm-hmm. going through. And then also not, not really falling into, you know, succumbing to their pressures. Yeah. And I mean, when I moved in with um, Scott, so that was, you know, my first relationship, like a marriage sober, my first marriage, I was not sober. Um, I have a lot of systems in place. So I have a lot of structure to my life because taking some of the chaos and the unknown out is what keeps me sober. And there was an education period with, with Scott too. Like, yeah, I know I seem really like a, a structured human being, but that allows freedom in so many other areas of my life so that we can do these things. Um, yeah. Right. Well, and then mm-hmm. too, immersing yourself mm-hmm. in a community like AA, who's mm-hmm. everybody's support of you being sober and understand mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. can relate to what you're going through as you're making these changes is really, really key. And, you know, that's one of the mm-hmm. reasons that, that Jen and I are doing this developing discipline immersion, which I kind of talked about in, in, yeah. in the beginning here, but starting September 10th, we're opening up this really exciting 12 week program mm-hmm. where we're going to band together and we are going to nail getting real with ourselves. We're going to get really smart about how we operate and look at whatever change we want to look at and why it's got us, you know, stuck in patterns we don't want to be in. We're going to get clear on where we want to go. What is it that we really want? And then of course, the next step is we're going to get ready. Mm -hmm. And so when you're prepping your clients in your work to get ready, what, what sort of things do you put in place for them? Yes, we we have to, well, set up what the next, I'll just use the three month coaching, for example. So what does the next three months look like? What, you know, we have to set out an an, uh, itinerary and outline, if you will, on, you know, I'm going to see you every two weeks, you're committing to doing XYZ, I'm committing to doing XYZ. Um, Yeah. 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 And I know too, like one of the things that you use, it's really helpful in your work is mm-hmm. things like food trackers and food trackers, um, yeah. Yeah, food trackers and prepping food so that you're, you know, mm-hmm. the nutrition is, is already planned and it's ready to go. And those kinds mm-hmm. of things are really, really helpful. And I know in your life, you do, you do a ritual of food prep every Sunday. Yeah. Sunday and Wednesdays. I do a mini one Wednesday nights as well, usually mm-hmm. because right you know, I, I'll be honest, I don't, I don't love being in the kitchen. Uh, As a nutrition person, it's kind of weird to say it out loud, but it's not my strong suit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So by spending the three to four hours on a Sunday prepping all that food, um, I might be kind of grumpy in the moment because I'd rather be outside riding my bike. But come Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, when everything is there and ready, and regardless of what came up in my day, I have my food prepped and ready to go. Um, oh, it just, it's such a relief to just take that. What's for supper question off the table right. <laughs> for me right. and my clients. I, well, I mean, that's what I try to, um, yeah. yeah. Educate I know. On. 
I really thrived when you put me on my epigenetics plan and I was had all my food prepped and you know, it was pretty mm-hmm. easy. I actually had a food prep um, company was preparing mm-hmm. my meals. So I was mm-hmm. really being treated really well. My mm-hmm. circumstances have changed a little bit and I have now dropped that pattern and habit and need to get back to it. But it was so, um, it was just so nice to know mm-hmm. that that whole goal was already looked after. Yeah. And by eating those foods, when, you know, instead of, you know, you're hungry and you're reaching and grabbing for stuff in the kitchen while you're making food or whatever's easiest, mm-hmm. you know, in the moment, because you've waited too long, um, mm-hmm. you know, having that food there, I didn't realize how good I could feel. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't realize how meals were making me feel after I'd eaten them until I ate meals that felt so good. Mm -hmm. You know, every morning I couldn't wait for my avocado. Where's my avocado? (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. My first coffee. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Pardon me? Pardon me? I said my first coffee. coffee. I was just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So in this developing discipline, um, a really fun immersion that we're creating. Not only again, is the group going to get real, we're going to walk through an audit format and get mm-hmm. smart understanding, you know, how to have its function. Why are we stuck in the ones we don't want? How do we actually mechanically make the shifts toward what we want and also getting super clear in what mm-hmm. we want? We're going to figure out what we need to prepare. What do we need to have ready for each of us, no matter what our goal is. And again, you know, that could be you know, it could be food and diet, like it's going to be important to me. It could be, mm-hmm. you know, working through the money stuff like Jen's talking about. It could be, um, you know, how to deal with your own nervous system, how to, mm-hmm. you know, start learning how to self-regulate your anxiety. It could be, um, you know, really, you know, rocking it in your business and putting yourself out there and, you know, making, you know, bold goals in what you want to achieve. And then what steps do you need to do to make those you know, achievements come into fruition. Mm -hmm. And once we're ready, then the whole group's going to get going. We're Mm going to start tracking and celebrating our our progress and our process. We're going to encourage and support each other. We're going to receive encouragement and support. It's going to be incredibly fun. So we're going to let you know at the end of the podcast, how you can go ahead and get registered for that if you're in. And the beautiful Mm -hmm. thing about this is it's going to be hosted online. So it doesn't matter where you are in the world, you can join us and we will love to have you. Let's really capitalize on this fresh energy that's there that people are feeling where it's like, Mm -hmm. no, I don't want to live in a world anymore where I'm just getting through or putting up with things in myself. I really want to go for the life that I want. I really want to make these shifts that are hard. And I would love some, you know, support, some help, Mm. some camaraderie and Mm -hmm. some fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so the years of AA that I was involved in, I mean, we, we weren't all struggling with the same parts of it. And we weren't, you know, some, you know, the drug of choice could be different, but the, the process was the same. So it's the same with this. It's like, yeah, you know, it could be money. It could be health, it could, anxiety, all of it. The process is the same and having the support and the, you know, the celebration, oh, it's just, it's what I just know it works. 
Mm. Well, you know, and earlier you talked about neurochemicals and dopamine and how mm -hmm, this really mm -hmm. does come down to biology in, in a lot mm -hmm. of ways, especially when you're talking about, you know, the habits that we've, we now identify as who we are. Well, those are mm -hmm. biologically driven now, right? Yeah. And so mm -hmm. while dopamine is, you know, definitely triggered, brings that sense of curiosity and, mm -hmm. you know, wanting to learn that reward. Well, there's also all, all kinds of other neurochemicals, one of which mm -hmm. is oxytocin. Mm -hmm. And oxytocin is this feeling of, of group love. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, a connection and feeling like you're part of something that where, where who you are is truly seen and supported, where, mm -hmm. you know, you're welcome to show up just exactly as you are, no matter what your strength, your, how, you know, where you flow easy and, or where you struggle, it doesn't matter. You can show up. Oxytocin starts to get created. You start to feel things like um, serotonin. Serotonin is mm -hmm. like wonderful neurochemical that makes you feel satiated you know, like after a good meal, you, you know, you feel yum and you just, you're just savoring in it. Right. You know, a norepinephrine and, and cortisol, well, they'll help you focus, right. They're the things that get you to drive you toward change and shift and set your focus. And, you know, then endorphins and anandamide is a bliss, a bliss neurochemical. All of those are driven by, you know, the beauty of being in your own flow in discovery of fresh new ideas and new ways of being the one beautiful thing that i love most about initiating changes is that you you start to walk into areas that are unknown to you you start to learn things you've never learned you start to experience things you've never experienced and you know for a lot of us and i'm kind of talking about myself my age for a lot of us there's not a lot of firsts Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Firsts yeah. are exciting. Yeah. They can be a little scary too, but they're mm -hmm. exciting and they build that resilience and they build your, our ability to, you know, be able to handle the unknown mm -hmm. and with everything really presenting itself in ways that have been, you know, giving everybody a inducement into the experience of the unknown, you know, it, it, it will only build stronger nervous systems, stronger character, stronger ability to, you know, really focus forward and create a world that's going to be wonderful for all of us, rather than to loop in the reactions of our habits that aren't serving us. So I know I'm kind of sound like I'm on a soapbox now. I'm pretty excited, <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I can't think of a better combination than you and I to do this, Jen. Oh, me neither. I'm so excited. I mean, mm -hmm. you have the physical systems nailed mm -hmm. and without the physical systems. And I mean, like really understanding body function and being able to, you know, know that the changes actually do need to be made at the physical level. And this isn't me lecturing people on what to eat or how to exercise. Mm -hmm. That's not what I mean. No. I mean that the actual patterns we hold are embodied. Yep. And so the body is key. The mind is key. The mm -hmm. actions are key. Your focus is critical, like all of these things. So our invitation out there to the world is, you know, we're opening up this developing discipline starting September 10th for 12 weeks. And we would love for you to come bring your energy, 
bring your forward focus, bring your struggles, bring your fears, bring your history, bring your wisdom, bring your whole self. Everything's welcome. We're going to create a movement that is going to perpetuate all of us into states where we really truly can not only create a better reality for ourselves, but we can create a better reality that ripples out into the environment to create a better reality for us all. Super mm-hmm. exciting. So exciting. Mm-hmm. So exciting. Yeah. Awesome. I agree. Yeah. Thank you. I have one question that I love to ask the people that come on Conversations in Flow. And so here it is. If I had the microphone that could speak to the whole world and I gave it to you, what would you say? Ooh, you didn't prepare me for this one. I know. I like to, <laughs> like to just land it on people. <laughs> I have a microphone for. Oh. One well, thing you would love to say. Okay. Can I, can I breathe into this for a minute? Mm-hmm. You totally can. Well, you know, I, I have a bee tattooed on my arm and it's there not just to match in with the flowers, but for a saying that is a driver in my life and it's be committed to do the things to have what you want. Um, and I, I just, life isn't always going to make it easy to get what you want, but developing discipline can help you reach a new level of like physical, mental, or for myself, um, financial freedom. So we need a little bit of order in our lives in order to make sense of it all and commitment, be committed to yourself. You will, you are you are all you need but we are here to support you if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. totally beautiful awesome Mm -hmm. well that's true for for all of us we all need to be committed to do the things we want Mm -hmm. and get the things experiences we want to have Mm -hmm. love it love it awesome well thank you so much for joining me on the radical flow podcast jen been a well, real treat to have you here. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And for all of you out there listening, we again would love to have you join us in developing discipline. So go to developingdiscipline.ca. That's developingdiscipline.ca. And you'll see all the details on how you can get registered. We're going to start and hit the ground on September 10th. And we're going to move fast. So we're talking about results here. We're in the game of getting results and bring all of yourselves to it. It's all welcome. Mm -hmm. And let's make some stuff happen. I'm excited. You too. Awesome. All right. So thank you everyone once again for listening to the Radical Flow podcast. It always means the world to me that you do. And until next time, we'll see you in the flow.